Chapter Nineteen of the King of Elfland's Daughter by Lord Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen: Twelve Old Men Without Magic. Now few things pass by a village and leave no talk behind them, nor did this unicorn. For the three that saw it going by in the starlight immediately told their families, and many of these ran from their houses to tell the good news to others, for all strange news was accounted good in Earl because of the talk that it made, and talk was held to be needful when work was over to pass the evenings away. So they talked long of the unicorn, and after a day or two in the forge of Narl, the Parliament of Earl was met again, seated by mugs of mead, discussing the unicorn. And some rejoiced and said that Orion was magic, because unicorns were of magic stock, and came from beyond our fields. Therefore, said one, he has been to lands of which it does not become us to speak, and is magic as all things are which dwell over there and some agreed and held that their plans had come to fruition but others said that the beast went by in the starlight if beast it were and who could say it was a unicorn and one said that in the starlight it was hard to see it at all and another said unicorns were hard to recognize and then they began to discuss the size and shape of these beasts and all the known legends that told of them and came no nearer to agreeing together whether or not their lord had hunted a unicorn till at last gnarl seeing that they would not thus come by the truth and deeming it necessary that the fact should be established one way or the other for ever rose up and told them that the time had come for the vote so by a method they had of casting shells of various colors into a horn that was passed from man to man they voted about the unicorn as gnarl had commanded and a hush fell and gnarl counted and it was seen to have been established by vote that there had been no unicorn sorrowfully then that parliament of earls saw that their plans to have a magic lord had failed they were all old men and the hope that they had had for so long being gone they turned less easily to newer plans than they had to the plan that they had made so long ago what should they do now they said how come by magic what could they do that the world should remember earl twelve old men without magic they sat there over their mead and could not lighten their sadness but orion was away with his hounds near that great inlet of elfland where it lay as it were at high tide touching the very grass of the fields we know he went there at evening when the horns blew clear to guide him and waited there all quiet at the edge of those fields for the unicorns to steal across the border for he hunted stags no more and as he went over those fields in the late afternoon folk working on the farms would greet him cheerily but when still he went eastwards they spoke to him less and less till at last when he neared the border and still kept on they looked his way no more but left him and his hounds to their own devices and by the time the sun set he would be standing quiet by the hedge that ran right down into the frontier of twilight with his hounds all gathered close in under the hedge with his eye on them all lest one of them dared to move 
and the pigeons would come home to trees of the fields we know and twittering starlings and the elfin horns would blow clear silver magical music thrilling the chilled air and all the colors of clouds would go suddenly changing it was then in the failing light in the darkening of colors that orion would watch for a dim white shape stepping out of the border of twilight and this evening just as he hushed a hound with his hand just as all our fields went dim there slipped a great white unicorn out of the border still munching lilies such as never grew in any fields of ours he came a whiteness on perfectly silent feet four or five yards into the fields we know and stood there still as moonlight and listened and listened and listened orion never moved and he kept his hound silent by some power he had or by some wisdom of theirs and in five minutes the unicorn made a step or two forward and began to crop the long sweet earthly grasses and as soon as he moved there came others through the deep blue border of twilight and all at once there were five of them feeding there and still orion stood with his hands and waited little by little the unicorns moved further away from the border lured further and further into the fields we know by the deep rich earthly grasses on which all five of them browsed in the silent evening if a dog barked even if a late cock crew up went all their ears at once and they stood watchful not trusting anything in the fields of men or venturing into them far but at last the one that had come first through the twilight got so far from his magical home that orion was able to run between him and the frontier and his hounds came behind him and then had orion been toying with the chase then had he hunted but for an idle whim and not for that deep love of the huntsman's craft that only huntsmen know then he had lost everything for his hounds would have chased the nearest unicorns and they would have been in a moment across the frontier and lost and if the hounds had followed they would have been lost too and all that day's work would have gone for nothing but orion led his hounds to chase the furthest watching all the while to see if any hound would try to pursue the others and only one began to but orion's whip was ready and so he cut his quarry off from its home and the hounds for the second time were in full cry after a unicorn as soon as the unicorn heard the feet of the hounds and saw with one flash of his eye that he could not get to his enchanted home he shot forward with a sudden spring of his limbs and went like an arrow over the fields we know when he came to hedges he did not seem to gather his limbs to leap but seemed to glide over them with motionless muscles galloping again when he touched the grass once more in that first rush the hounds drew far ahead of orion and this enabled him to head the unicorn off whenever he tried to turn to the magical land and at such turnings he came near his hounds again and the third time that orion turned the unicorn it galloped straight away and so continued over the fields of men the cry of the hounds went through the calm of the evening like a long ripple across a sleeping lake following an unseen way of some strange diver in that straight gallop the unicorn gained so much on the hounds that soon orion only saw him far off a white spot moving along a slope in the gloaming then it reached the top of a valley and passed from view 
but that strong queer scent that led the hands like a song remained clear on the grass and they never checked or faltered except for a moment at streams even there their ranging noses picked up the magical scent before orion came up to give them his aid and as the hunt went on the daylight faded away till the sky was all prepared for the coming of stars and one or two stars appeared and a mist came up from the streams and spread all white over the fields till they could not have seen the unicorn if he had been close before them the very trees seemed sleeping they passed by little houses lonely sheltered by elms shut off by high hedges of yew from those that roamed the fields houses that orion had never seen or known till the chance course of this unicorn brought him suddenly past their doors dogs barked as they passed and continued barking long for that magical scent on the air and the rush and the voice of the pack told them something strange was afoot and at first they barked because they would have shared in what was afoot and afterwards to warn their masters about the strangeness they barked long through the evening and once as they passed a little house in a cluster of old thorns a door suddenly opened and a woman stood gazing to see them go by she could have seen no more than grey shapes but orion in the moment he had passed saw all the glow of the house and the yellow light streaming out into the cold the merry warmth cheered him and he would have rested a while in that little oasis of man in the lonely fields but the hounds went on and he followed and those in the houses heard their cry go past like the sound of a trumpet whose echoes go fading away amongst the furthest hills a fox heard them coming and stood quite still and listened at first he was puzzled then he caught the scent of the unicorn and all was clear to him for he knew by the magic flavor that it was something coming from elfland but when sheep caught the scent they were terrified and ran all huddled together until they could run no more cattle leaped up from their sleep gazed dreamily and wondered but the unicorn went through them and away as some rose-scented breeze that has strayed from valley gardens into the streets of a city slips through the noisy traffic and is gone soon all the stars were looking on those quiet fields through which the hunt went with its exultation a line of vehement life cleaving through sleep and silence and now the unicorn far out of sight though he was no longer gained a little at every hedge for at first he lost no more pace at any hedge than a bird loses passing clear of a cloud while the great hounds struggled through what gaps they could find or lay on their sides and wriggled between the stems of the bushes but now he gathered his strength with more effort at every hedge and sometimes hit the top of the hedge and stumbled he was galloping slower too for this was a journey such as no unicorn made through the deep calm of elfland and something told the tired hounds they were drawing nearer and a new joy entered their voices they crossed a few more black hedges and then there loomed before them the dark of a wood when the unicorn entered the wood the voices of the hounds were clear in his ears a pair of foxes saw him going slowly and they ran along beside him to see what would befall the magic creature coming weary to them from elfland one on each side they ran keeping his slow pace and watching him and they had no fear of the hounds though they heard their cry for they knew that nothing that followed that magical scent would turn aside after any earthly thing 
so he went laboring through the wood and the foxes watched him curiously all the way the hounds entered the wood and the great oaks rang with the sound of them and orion followed with an enduring speed that he may have got from our fields or that may have come to him over the border from elfland the dark of the wood was intense but he followed his hounds cry and they did not need to see with that wonderful scent to guide them they never wavered as they followed that scent but went on through gloaming and starlight it was not like any hunt of fox or stag for another fox will cross the line of a fox or a stag may pass through a herd of stags and hinds even a flock of sheep will bewilder hounds by crossing the line they follow but this unicorn was the only magical thing in all our fields that night and his scent lay unmistakable over the earthly grass a burning pungent flavor of enchantment among the things of every day they hunted him clear through the wood and down to the valley the two foxes keeping with him and watching still he picked his feet carefully as he went down the hill as though his weight hurt them while he descended the slope yet his pace was as fast as that of the hounds going down then he went a little way along the trough of the valley turning to his left as soon as he came down the hill but the hounds gained on him then and he turned for the opposite slope and then his weariness could be concealed no longer the thing that all wild creatures concealed to the last he toiled over every step as though his legs dragged his body heavily orion saw him from the opposite slope and when the unicorn got to the top the hounds were close behind him so that he suddenly whipped round his great single horn and stood before them threatening then the hounds bayed about him but the horn waved and bowed with such swift grace that no hound got a grip they knew death when they saw it and eager though they were to fasten upon him they leaped back from that flashing horn then orion came up with his bow but he would not shoot perhaps because it was hard to put an arrow safely past his pack of hounds perhaps because of a feeling such as we have to-day and which is no new thing among us that it was unfair to the unicorn instead he drew an old sword that he was wearing and advanced through his hounds and engaged that deadly horn the unicorn arched his neck and the horn flashed at orion and weary though the unicorn was yet a mighty force remained in that muscular neck to drive the blow that he aimed and orion barely parried he thrust at the unicorn's throat but the great horn tossed the sword aside from its aim and again lunged at orion again he parried with the whole weight of his arm and had but an inch to spare he thrust again at the throat and the unicorn parried the sword thrust almost contemptuously again and again the unicorn aimed fair at orion's heart the huge white beast stepped forward pressing orion back that graceful bowing neck with its white arch of hard muscle driving the deadly horn was wearying orion's arm once more he thrust and failed he saw the unicorn's eye flash wickedly in the starlight he saw all white before him the fearful arch of its neck he knew he could turn aside its heavy blows no more and then a hound got a grip in front of the right shoulder no moments passed before many another hound leaped on to the unicorn each with a chosen grip for all that they looked like a rabble rolling and heaving by chance orion thrust no more for many hounds all at once were between him and his enemy's throat 
awful groans came from the unicorn such sounds as are not heard in the fields we know and then there was no sound but the deep growl of the hounds that roared over the wonderful carcass as they wallowed in fabulous blood End of chapter 19 Twelve Old Men Without Magic